I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's up, Trav? Uh, you know, Undesign stuff is up. That's, That's right. what's up. We, uh, we rolled another topic, and it's time to undesign some more stuff. Are you ready to get into it? Let's get undesign- undesign-y. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so Travis, timelines in RPGs, should the yes. world move, uh, should beloved characters die, timelines. That's right. That's should right. stuff happen, and like I guess the point of it was, will it be per- like permanent changes? Yep. Or, I, I, don't, I don't know, explain a little better. What are we talking about? Yeah, so... The one that I'll tell you, there's a lot of things that actually prompted my interest in this, Trav. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me see if I can explain what I mean by this, like this whole timelines and RPGs concept. Yeah. I feel that the entire nerd world is schizophrenic on this topic. Okay. So, 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 so do, do you want to define this version of schizophrenia here? Sure. Absolutely. Specific, specifically, maybe bipolar no is the better answer. People with, people with schizophrenia, because of course that's not. A terrible, terrible thing. No, that's I, I don't mean any to make light of any serious medical okay. psychological condition. But here's what I'm saying: on one hand, nerds love it when uh, a world is just a world and they can know what's in it, right? Like uh-huh. I think of how we pictured the timeline of Second Edition Forgotten Realms. That would be the go-to, I think, yeah. Uh, right, because where, it was just so static, it's the thing. Yes, it had, like, these big things that had happened, the time of troubles and all this, and there was all this activity. And then we kind of came into it, and we had this concept of what the world looked like, right? And over the editions, they have made massive changes to that world. Like, yes, they, you know, they blew the world up, they shattered the world, and brought in a whole other continent and changed things. And now it's kind of back to how it was like it went too far afield and then it came back. And like, I don't want to pollute this too much because part of the challenge here is, is I don't want to get this confused with when creators not only advance the timeline, but go way too far with their changes. And maybe that's ultimately where I'll land with this. Cause that's let an me important topic. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can break some of this up because I think this is fascinating. So I because the other the other side of the personality is we want what our characters do to mean something. We want the NPCs to win, to lose, for the world to change. If everything is static, it's boring. Right? Well, to a certain extent, I would say it's boring. I, I would say it's static. I wouldn't I, I think boring is going too far. Okay. Like there is a purpose to to something being static. Um, it it gives you a point of reference from which to tell new stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, if if you if you pick up a you know a Forgotten Realms book of of what like whatever doesn't doesn't matter what era it's from, uh, you know you pick up a second edition Forgotten Realms book, okay, and you look at it and that's your frame of reference to create from that point, right? Like you. Sure. Sure. You 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 just grab a, a piece of history and say this is the piece of history I'm going to begin with. Now let's tell a new story about this piece of, this this piece of history, right? Sure. Sure. So that static point is important. But like that 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 ha- having that re- that frame of reference is is very important. And anything that was created after it or before it 
doesn't affect what you can do with that, right? Mm, probably. One would think, but I would argue or posit perhaps okay. that we as nerds don't always take that that way. So let me let me mind if I play some rapid fire lightning round real quick here. All right. Let's rapid fire. I already mentioned Forgotten Realms. We start out, yeah. the realms look like they do. There are a bunch of NPCs. We know them. We love them. The timeline advances like 100 years into 4th edition. Most of those people are dead or very much older if they're not yeah. elves, right? The timeline advances again, and now you have a whole new segment. And both times, the world mm -hmm. changed quite dramatically. Big time. Ironically, the second time it changed into 5th edition, it changed to look much more like it used to in 3rd, but the timeline still kept advancing. Yeah. Right? Uh MechWarrior, Battletech, that world. Mm -hmm. That world is the perfect example of what you're talking about. Yes, where there's the always a static point in time. Because that world advances. Things change in big ways, right? In such like, a big way that, that they that they brilliantly decided to like title their books by the like the dates. You know what I mean? Correct. Like the yeah, actual yeah. dates as book titles. 2750, 3250, right? Yep. And you can look at this and go, that's the Star League era. That's the Secession Wars era. That's the clan invasion era. That's the Jihad era, right? And I think that gives weight to it in the way that when, when someone brings up World War II or something, it brings it has weight, you know? Right. And people want to play games that are set in World War II still because it has a weight to it, that, that static moment. Yes. And, and, like, what's relevant, of course, is that when you look at something like Battletech, it's so successful at doing this because I recently ran a couple games in the uh, MechWarrior Battletech world, whatever you want to call it. And I did it actually like I had I had the good luck to DM a bunch of players who had never who didn't really know anything about the world other than a little bit of passing knowledge. And they had yeah. no idea that the clans were a thing. Okay? Oh, that, that's great. Yeah, because exactly. that, that, that's the, the big gotcha. Like, that's the thing. It's a huge gotcha. We all got to live through that, right? And it yeah. was amazing. But they never did. So instead, I introduced them to the houses, to Star League, to the era, to the Civil Wars, right? Mm -hmm. And put them into that world. And then actually ran a game through where the clans invaded and they took part in this, right? Mm -hmm. And it was fantastic. And like I, I had this whole reference suite for that particular era I could run from. So even though the timeline advanced and many beloved characters died, Right. Yes. Like if you love people in the Star League era, guess what? They're not alive 500 years later because it's just human beings. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and yet when I look at a lot of other examples like this, where the timeline and this happens, by the way, in other media, in shows, in in anything. The, the, the one of the big examples of this that I think of is when you look at something like Warhammer. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You look at like Warhammer 40K, where it's been two minutes to midnight, midnight meaning apocalypse, right? For humanity, just forever. And like even their quote unquote big events don't really move the story forward in any massive way. So like, they still manage to maintain some kind of status quo that's recognizable enough that no one's going to get up in arms about it, right? Yes. It's like the way I think of it is there's this big cloud full of a bunch of people full of a bunch of electrons. Yeah. Yeah. And they just keep bouncing around <laughs> and they're in different positions. But the number of electrons in that cloud will always remain static. Right. right? Um, it's never going to well, just throw off a molecule. Or, so or so that that's 40K. Right. But hasn't hasn't like there been a lot of like time shifting in the Warhammer fantasy like. 
oh, kind of landscape lately. Like they completely took a completely different angle with that, right? They like advanced it a bunch. Oh my God, yes. I mean, just like leaps and bounds of stuff. Insanely so, like to the point where they blew up the old world, although they're, mm-hmm. they've recently announced they're bringing it back in some world in a sort of era's play. By the way, it's clearly what this is going to be. So, like, you have some games set in Warhammer, the old world, and you have Age of Sigmar, which is set in that age. Age, like, if they just do, like, the age of... the In their titles, by the way, they actually named it this way, the Age of Myth, the Age mm-hmm. of Chaos, yeah. Age of Sigmar, right? And so, like... Taking a page, much, I like it. Exactly. It's much like the eras out of Battletech, which is fascinating. And when they bring out this new game in like three years or four years, I mean, it's forever far away. So who really cares? But yeah, but like whenever that comes to pass, they will have created that full suite. And as I've been thinking about this, I always wonder, I I think you're exactly right. And you have the right attitude. And I wonder why sometimes we get angry at timelines advancing, because I don't know that there's more of a thing that causes nerd rage on the Internet than like like, Star Wars having a new movie. (laughs) Yeah, Star Wars is a great example, right? Yeah. We're like, the timeline has advanced. Beloved characters have died. And it often makes us angry if those characters don't advance yeah. in the, and become the people we thought they should be. Or that, you know, that because we take partial ownership of these stories, these worlds in our own hearts, right? And that's a good thing because we're invested. We're emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, but that sets up expectations. And when I look at the the history of this stuff, and so I want to make a separation point here between like yeah. a company deciding to advance a timeline and you and deciding to advance a timeline. Oh, yeah, you, you yourself, yeah. Yeah, because I think those are very much two separate things, right? Mm-hmm. So when I think of, of a company moving it along, I love the idea. I like shakeups. Of course, the problem with a company doing it is depending on what kind of game or thing is related – to that, well, there might be products. So, like, Warhammer is a good example, right? If you, there are products related to that, and they're often very tied to the way the world was. Yes. And you figures. release a new thing, and they're going to release a whole bunch of new other things. Exactly. Yes. So, like, money, but, money, money. Yeah. I wanted to keep playing with my old thing forever, right? right? Yeah. So, like, but, what's there? Right as as designers, there are ways to incorporate the old into the new without, without, like, you, you know, you can still have support. Okay. Sure. Like, like you can still put put Super Mario Brothers one and two on your on your virtual console, right? Like you can still do that. So why can't you do that for a miniatures game? You know what I mean? Well, it is the question, right? Exactly. If all you wanted to do was keep playing with your old stuff and not buy new stuff, and you're angry at them for having for making you buy new stuff, then ostensibly you needed no further support, right? Like at that point, you can just be done. <laughs> yes, I guess I glossed over that. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if but when it comes to like a role well, playing okay, game, let's look at 40k though. So you're saying sure. 40k is is kind of they're toeing the line to just to just keep everyone happy, right? Yeah, they're, I mean like, they're really not they're really not pushing the envelope the way the other side of the company is, right? right. Because the other side of the company has grown a lot too. Like it got big all of a yes. sudden, right? Like it shot way up where where it had been stagnant for a long time. Yes, 100%. That's true. That's um, now, 40K has always been way more popular, though, right? That's also true. Yes. So it's already big. So is it more important for them to just hold on to what they have, or is it, or do they still need to, to grow the same way that they're growing their fantasy brand? 
I think it's two different goals. Like I think with with 40k, it was so big and they had such a dominant position in the market that the risk of alienating a huge part of your fan base outweighs the need to like grow in big ways you get by taking big risks. Mm -hmm. So instead they go for like incremental advancements, right? Because because there you'll still get new people in, you release new figs, you tell new stories. It's cool. New people will come play, see a new army, think it looks awesome, whatever, whatever. But they certainly don't have the capacity to be as interesting as the big sweeping changes do. Right. There, you kind of get to this almost too big to fail thing, right? Where you you have such a dedicated fan base that it's hard to take a big risk because yeah, it can you can bite throw you. Out, you throw out a, 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 a Dragonlance change and you lose right. everyone. right. Dragonlance screwed this up and alienated their whole audience base. Traveler screwed this up and alienated their whole fan base. Obliterated, right. Right, like so many times this has been done where when the company decides to like upend the apple cart, right, and actually make big, sweeping, interesting, uh, well, arguably interesting, whatever, like that can, that's in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. But, sure. you know, potentially interesting uh, changes to the world you know, it can bite you real bad. Mm-hmm. And and yet, when we look at these worlds, historically, it was full of these moments where the whole world changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I, I, I think I think the Dragonlance brand was built on that, on, on a time of change. So Right. Like from the start. And I'm not saying like the whatever it was called was a fifth age or something. I don't I don't remember what the hell it was called. Yeah, I think um, they did call it fifth age at the time. Yeah. But whatever was what what came before that was all about like what happened after a after a cataclysm. Like that's sure. like that's what it was about. So I mean yeah. yeah, it got there. Yeah, and when you look at everything, go back to the Lord of the Rings, right? The first age, the second age, these massive falls, right, of of great empires and and all of our histories, it's so fascinating to me, the dichotomy, because when you look at the, 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 the narrative that is in the book you're reading, right, and you look at the past of these worlds, it's full of, like, apocalypses and shakeups and empires rising and falling and wizards who ruled the planet and then were brought low and the march of, you know, of uh, massive armies that conquered all before them and then were destroyed and... And on and on and on and on, yeah? Yes. And yet when we experience one of those, which seem, by the way, like the coolest things, right? That sounds super amazing. Great. That's the yes. kind of stories you want to take part in and tell. Those, those are the things that I think of first when I'm thinking of, like, new campaigns and new campaign settings and new right. worlds and new and, – or just writing fiction. Like, I'm just going to write fiction. I tend to think about something something that that matters, something that's going to make an impact, you know, either whether it's the end of the story or the beginning of the story. Right. And yet, if we play through those, right? If the company says, "Here's this big thing we're doing." And in some of these cases, they've let you actually play through the transition. They didn't just jump forward. They said, like, here's some here's some content for the transition time, right? Um, it almost never it, it, well, I shouldn't say almost never. It often. Hmm often has negative repercussions, right? Yes. Where people get very angry about what's going on. Uh, and I wonder, I'll, I'll openly admit, like I lived through the, the clan invasion time when those books got published, right? Yep. And, but there was no internet then, really. No, there <laughs> right? was just some, some guys at the local store who were whining about how much more powerful the clan stuff was, you know? Right. Like that's, that's what you had. So maybe the dudes people... down at the game store. Right. 
maybe people were really angry at it at the time. But my perception of it was that it was an overwhelming success. Uh, yeah. But I but I suppose if we went back and looked at message boards and, you know, I, I'm sure if I did research, there was a, a big outcry of people who were probably quite upset and remain so to this day is, about okay. the presence of the clans. And that's 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 kind of the main issue that that's at hand, though, right? Because in all of this, it's this is mostly about the, the the question of whether or not they should move forward. You know, world should move forward if beloved characters should die. You know, things should change. Yeah, it it relies on how how people in the communities who are consuming these things are reacting to these things. Mm-hmm. So, is are they wrong when they're mad about it? It's a good question. Like, literally, are they wrong? Like, is that is there a hard line where you can say that's just that's just you telling me I can't I can't play with this other new stuff, you know, because it it it, it makes you feel like your old stuff is le- is less, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent a lot of time. You shouldn't play with your toys. You should play with my toys only. You know. Right, right, right. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I think my ultimate argument is that you have to be willing to take a risk because here's the easy answer to your question, okay? Mm -hmm. The easy answer to your question is, no, no, my problem isn't that things changed. It's that they changed too much. Okay. Right? So it's the fourth edition. Yeah, we can talk about the dial, like like where on the dial it's set. Sure. And – I would argue that that's a false sort of um, like that's sort of a false statement. Like it, what I mean by it is there's no there's no actual teeth to that because if it doesn't change enough, I, I don't know what the golden mean is here. <laughs> if it doesn't change enough, it hasn't changed at all. Right. It doesn't even feel like change in the first place if it hasn't changed enough. Yeah. There right. there is, but like there is a hump to get over. Like there's. There, there is some precipice. Like you have to, you have to climb. Like there has to be some point where you're like, yes, this is the thing. You know, this has changed enough. This looks, this, this smells like it used to, but it looks real different. You know. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in a world, let's say you're playing in a game, in a world, in a world where there is a a galaxy sweeping empire. Okay. Okay. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of conquered worlds. Right. With with countless billions upon billions upon billions of humans. Right. Numbers innumerable. Yeah. And other aliens, too, out there in other places. And there's big wars and like the changes. Oh, well, uh, the the, you know, schmoopy doop system seven that got wiped out. Okay, schmoopy doop's gone. There is no more schmoopy doop system. I mean, all the we're people gonna, we're gonna miss the Schmoopy Doops. Sure. Now, if you were if you were specifically attached to Schmoopy Doop, right? Yeah. Perhaps you might. Like, feel I'm like, I'm a super fan of the Schmoopy Doop. Right. You might feel like that's a sad thing. You might feel like that's an impactful mm. thing. But the actual status quo in the universe hasn't changed, right? It's it is a it is such an incremental nothing. Right. If that's all that happened, the empire is still there. They still have count. They had countless billions before. They have countless billions now. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's the richest billionaire in the world losing a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's an that's an it, unimaginable amount of money for us normal humans and a rounding error for them. Yeah. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the so like to to make these changes, you got to make big moves, and maybe the argument would be the change has to be. It can be big, but it has to be thematically consistent. Maybe that's the line. Okay. That, that can you see, I sort of, I sort of generally expect that, anyways. Like to, to me, that's not even a question. Like if you're moving forward, you need to move forward uh, along along the lines at which you started, right? Like, like that's that's. I mean, when you're going to make a world or whatever, you have ideas, and those are the ideas you should move forward with, right? Otherwise, otherwise. Like, like you are betraying you're you're not just betraying like the people who are playing it. You're betraying your original ideas, right? One would think, yes. And I think in that case, that's when fan anger, backlash, whatever, that feels justified, right? You know, again, to keep going back to BattleTech, mm. because again, it is my favorite example of this. All of that, like Kerensky and him taking the fleet, and most of that, like two thirds or three quarters of the soldiers. In the uh, in the inner sphere, left with him, right when he left, they set that up like that's there, right? Just waiting to yep. be picked up as a narrative thread. When the clans come back, it feels thematically appropriate. Um, when you're in fourth edition Forgotten Realms and you suddenly just like clearly slam some weird other continent into the planet, so you have a reason to to shoehorn in Dragonborn. Mm. Right. That just feels false. That was really wonky. Yeah, that's weird. Right. Like something about that rings hollow. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would argue something like the Warhammer that, that's, Old World. That, but that that feels like less of a a development rather than a retcon. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And retcon is a big problem. So, yes, I think that when you look at that, if you're the creator, I think the answer is you have to plant the seeds. You have to let them grow. And you have to do a thing that's thematically consistent. That's why I'll ultimately argue that the old world being destroyed was correct because that world had been – that was always the undercurrent of the world, that mm-hmm. chaos was going to come down from the north and destroy the world. That was the story from moment one of that world's inception, right, that, that this world is fragile. It's happened before, and it will happen again. Mm-hmm. Very Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. right? And it did. And like – Yep, that's exactly what was promised since you first started telling this story. Yeah. Um, the heroes were never meant to win. Like, you praise the world for being grimdark and mm-hmm. for being, you know, gritty and dark and, and, and you know, depressing and all of this. And then you're surprised when the dark, depressing, gritty ending happens. Mm-hmm. That's what was going to happen, right? Now, at the same time... uh. I get it if you lose something because I think we do get emotionally attached to this stuff and it can suck. Like there's no doubt about sure. it. I don't, I don't want to cheapen anyone's emotion. Like people <clears> get attached <throat> to this stuff, but I think your idea is right. I think game companies need to start you, looking at it more like, the, I think, I think for me, I think there's no question about this question. I, I like, okay, look, I, I'm going to, I'm gonna take a hard line here. Timelines and RPG, RPGs. Should the world move? Should beloved characters die? Yes. Always. Yes, Absolutely. Yep. There should always be a moving forward. Um, especially when you're a creator, I'm not talking about companies right th- at this at this specific moment. Sure, I'm talking about creators and and players and and game masters and people who who are playing and creating like in their own small way. Absolutely, everything should move. Everything should change. Characters should make a difference. The next characters should notice those differences. 
the next NPC should 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 also be different because of those differences. Things like that. All that should happen no matter what. Absolutely. That stuff should happen. Yes. As a company, I I, I think there there's probably like a critical mass as a company where you can't. Like there there's a certain point where it's not a viable option to to have big sweeping changes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Warhammer 40k is probably one of those things. Okay. Like you just can't do it. There, like if you do it, you will lose too much as a company. All right. right. Um, whereas I think their fantasy line was ripe for it. It was it was just right at the right time. Um, like the timing was important. Uh, don't you think? Like, oh yeah. Uh, like War- Warhammer was 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 stagnant and not growing and not not sustaining. You know what I mean? By all accounts, it had fallen to something like less than ten, five or ten percent of the company's total revenue. Right. Right. Like at that point, it's 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 at the point where you can take a big swing because either this works or we kill it, right? Mm-hmm. Just completely, we do we ditch the line and refocus on more profitable areas. And so I think maybe forty k is is way too way too far beyond something like that. Now, is it wrong? Now, the question I asked you is it is it wrong for people to be angry about it? I think yes. I think like I have felt this way before myself lots of times. Mm-hmm. Um, As have I. I I like and I and I and I know that I feel that way whenever whenever big things change and like I just don't I'm just like I don't I don't like that <laughs> just because I don't like it because uh, I'm old fashioned or whatever. But I'm wrong, okay? I'm wrong when I feel that way. Um, nothing is invalidated about the old because of the new, okay? Now I I like like let's go back to Star Wars. I like the 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 prequels made me ill. <laughs> they made me physically ill. I mm-hmm. I hated those movies. And they made me not watch my beloved Star Wars movies ever again. I have not seen them since, okay? Wow. Like I stopped, stopped watching Star Wars because it ruined my perception of, of the universe and the things in it and so forth. I've only watched the new ones because I needed to. Like, I needed for there to be something on the bright side of that horrible mess. So I haven't watched any of the, the good ones, okay? You know, four to six. I haven't watched sure. the good one. Um. And I, I, I was wrong about that because there's like nothing changed about those. Was like, okay, I guess that's a bad, this is a bad because things did change about that. <laughs> um, uh, okay. The, 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 the unedited copies of those movies. Did sure. Change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, and, and they were not in, they, they weren't invalidated by what came before and after. Right. Yep. They're still great. They still happened. They, everything was still the same. It's all still there. Yes. So I would say, yeah, you're you're pretty much wrong if you feel that way. Yeah, that's it's a bold statement. I like it. That's what we do here. We, but it's we make... okay to feel that way. Okay, is what I'm also trying to say. It's okay to feel that way, but you're wrong about it. So examine it and realize that you're probably not right here. <laughs> okay, guys. No, I, I I think that's fair. You, I think at that point you have to ask yourself, like, if you just feel like, oh man, that sucks or that's sad or you you know you miss that those changes or like whatever. Yeah. I think that's all valid. Because I think that just says you have emotional investment in a thing you love. That's good. Good stories, good games draw us in in the best possible way. Right. Well, what what I'm talking, what I'm, what I'm speaking, uh, what I'm saying is wrong, is being against progression. Yes. In that that sense. Okay. Yes. I'm not not talking about you know having feelings about things. I'm thinking talking about feeling feeling that progression is wrong no matter what. Like that's just the bad. Then you can't progress. You know, nothing can change. 
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's when it becomes that like vitriolic anger. Yes. When you start going on the internet and literally yelling at anybody who likes it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like at that point, you probably want to reconsider, Stick I think, what you're kind of doing with your yeah. life, maybe. Because how much do you need to identify your own or how much do you need to construct your own identity from an external thing you have no control over? Okay, well, we're going too far here. Let's make it just saying. Like, people construct your identities however you want. Um, it's just if you're if you're if you're if you're if you're telling other people the change is wrong, you're wrong. Fair enough. That's all well, I'm trying to say. Well, there we go. You know what, Trav? I think we should leave the personal timeline advancement and have a deep dive on that for a future show. Because uh, I think there's you a want, whole... Because you write this stuff on the list nowadays. So I do. And I think that'd be a great topic for how, as a game master, to actually advance your own timeline mm -hmm. and interconnect your campaigns. Mm -hmm. Something I know you and I have a lot of thoughts about. So we'll yes, talk certainly. about that time in the future. So have we have we got this, Trav? Uh, yeah, timelines I, I... and RPGs, should the world move? Should beloved characters die? Yeah, we figured that out. Let's, let's call that undesigned. I think that's undesigned, my friend. All right. Well, to all of you out there, thank you very much for listening. We certainly appreciate it. Give us a good review on iTunes. You can rate, review, five stars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can check out my channel under my name, Vincent Venturella, for everything else I do on YouTube if you're into any of that sort of thing. But as always, <laughs> he's, a, he's a ghost. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.